This is Westfair Business Buzz from Westfair Communications, publisher of the Fairfield County Business Journal. Here's your host, Phil Hall. Welcome to Westfair Business Buzz. I'm Phil Hall, Senior Enterprise Editor with the Westchester and Fairfield County Business Journal. And today we're going to be discussing portfolio management. And we have an expert on the subject as our guest. He is John Stoy. He is the founder and managing director of Verbatim Financial. John, thanks so much for being a guest on today's episode. Oh, I appreciate the opportunity uh, to talk with you and your listeners. Well, John, I mean, to, to put it charitably, this year has been a mess at every imaginable level, particularly from the economic level. The, the stock markets behave like an oscilloscope. Uh, many people have either lost their jobs or been furloughed. Uh, 401k plans have become 201k plans for many people, and a lot of folks aren't certain whether or not they will have a job when 2021 comes around. Portfolio management, obviously a lot of people are worried about their investments and their retirement planning, uh, but is this something that they should be keeping an eye on constantly, or should they be revisiting their portfolio on either a monthly or a quarterly or twice a year basis? Well, that's a great question, I think, because you've got um, the, the camps get split largely into two there um, uh, the, with, the, with the average uh, average investor. And although I've heard people say there is no such thing as an average investor, that's true. But with folks who either don't look at their portfolios or their savings uh, anywhere near often enough, and they'll find that uh, 10 years down the road, the 401k allocation that they made from their first job uh, is completely inappropriate for where, where they are in life uh, at, at the current point in time. Um, and then you've, on the other side of, of the pendulum, um, you've got the people who look far too often on a daily basis, they're checking um, stocks in, in their portfolios and it's, and it's causing them um, not only stress, but also probably costing them money if they're trading uh, needlessly. So, John, in terms of the state of affairs, do you recommend people just hunker down and stay the course and not uh, be spooked by what's going on in the economy or the world as a whole? It's a typical advisor answer to say, yes, just stay the course. Um, and that makes sense for people who have longer term outlooks, um, who have, have enough runway between uh, now and whenever they are planning on changing their life circumstance, whether that be retirement or job change or, or, or what have you. Um, so what I like to recommend people do is, is, is really look at their own lives and assess the, their, their own risk. Um, the comfort with the risk that they have and decide, do they need to be a little more conservative because they have an upcoming life event uh, like retirement? That's the biggest one often for, for folks that I speak with, but it could be the desire to, again, make a change, to move, etc. cetera. Um, simply staying the course when things in your life are changing is not necessarily the right way to go. What are the most solid investment vehicles out there today? I know that you're not in a position to make specific 
recommendations, but are some vehicles uh, more solid than ever? For example, uh, Standard & Poor's versus cryptocurrency, uh, investing <laughs> in real estate versus uh, investing in, in startups, et cetera. Well, you know, again, I can tell you what I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of keeping costs in your uh, investment portfolio as low as possible. Um, so I very much prefer the index funds and as many low cost funds as possible. Now you can, the beauty of today and the technology that's available and the, and the, and the variety of funds that people can invest in is, is that you can find a fund or an ETF that can give you exposure to all of those asset classes um, at, at, a low, at a low fee um, so that you can capture as much of the return that the market provides you as possible uh, versus giving it away to, to a fund manager uh, or someone who is attempting to outperform the market, which, which we know happens uh, very seldomly. Now, here's another impossible question for you. So many people facing uh, financial hardship at this time, uh, it's difficult to save money, uh, particularly if you're on a, uh, if you've been furloughed or if you're afraid that you're going to be losing your job. What, what advice can you give to people so they'd be able to put uh, a few bucks away for that proverbial rainy day? The easiest thing, um, which is not easy at all, is to question every purchase. And it sounds, um, it sounds simple, but we all are guilty of this, um, of just simply going into the store uh, and buying things because of the marketers have placed them on the end caps of the aisles and things like that. Um, things that you think will you know, maybe quiet down your five-year-old. I'm guilty of, of having purchased uh, useless trinkets uh, for him. These are things that we can do, we can all do, uh, no matter what our circumstance, to, to, to try to at least put a few extra um, dollars in the bank account at the end of the month. You mentioned your five-year-old, and I, I know we're a few years away from this, but uh, what about college savings at this time? What kind of strategies could you offer parents like yourself who have young children and would be uh, trying to put away money so they'll be able to get into college in about a dozen or 15 years from now? <laughs> um, well, you know, that's, that's certainly something that people ask about a lot. And it's going to be very individually targeted in terms of what are uh, better answers for different people. Um, but what I do encourage people to do uh, is think, start thinking about it very early on. Um, just a few dollars put away uh, each month when your child is in the single digits uh, can you know, blossom into uh, quite a significant uh, sum of money that can help defer college costs when it comes, comes to time to pay for it, that, which is obviously what we're all concerned about if we have children. Do you project that colleges will maybe get the hint in the near future and lower their tuition costs or is that wishful thinking? Well, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're in a supply and demand 
economy, at least we, we hope to be usually. Um, and we've seen, you know, incredible uh, growth in tuition levels, uh, mainly because of, or I should say, in my opinion, due to uh, government intervention, loans that are available, things like that. Colleges have been competing with one another to attract students, uh, building out new bits of their campuses, et cetera, et cetera, which all costs money, except they have to raise the fees. Um, there is definitely, it seems to be that there's a growing um, group of folks who are looking for alternatives. Um, and certainly the pandemic and more people doing you know, online learning and virtual learning, whatever they choose to call it, um, it's, I think it's going to open up new avenues. Uh, and it's just very difficult to know. I, I know for sure that I haven't the slightest idea what college is going to look like in 10 years for my son. I assume you're also getting a lot of questions about uh, retirement planning and also the portfolio management for people who have already retired. I know from my own experience, uh, my mother and her contemporaries who are in their 80s are not entirely confident about how things are going. How do you speak with your uh, older clients to assure them on how they're able to stay the course and uh, not be afraid that their retirement savings are going to disappear? Well, the, the, the beauty of me being able to talk to my clients about, about that type of subject is that they've sort of bought into the concept that I believe in, which is that if we create ourselves a plan uh, and we do it early enough, then sticking to the plan um, should give us the comfort that we will be uh, quote unquote okay in our in our retirement. Um, essentially, no matter what happens uh, in the outside economy uh, or world, um, now that plan may need adjustment. Um, but if we know that, or we hope to know that long term. Um, things tend to essentially work out if, if you want to use a better, uh, it's not the greatest term in the world, but, but long-term we can, we, we, we have been historically able um, to count on America to count on um, economies growing because people just simply need uh, to work, etc. cetera. Um, if you as a saver or a retiree, uh, have created a plan such that you have the ability not to touch the invested assets during a downturn, um, you've gotten a whole distance to where you need to be in terms of feeling more comfortable uh, with your ability to, to withstand sort of market swings. Let me ask you a personal question. As a, a financial planner and someone who's involved in portfolio management and wealth management uh, strategies. What are your greatest fears? That is a fantastic question. Um, you know, because I'm an optimist at heart. Um, my greatest fears would simply be personally having to do with something 
you know, negative happening to my family, be it uh, sickness or accident or something along those lines. Um, economically, it's difficult for me to become concerned about anything because I know we don't have control over what happens. Um, what we have control over, hopefully, uh, is what we do uh, in our own lives. Uh, and, you know, in that respect, again, if we can try to put together uh, reasonable plans, as reasonable as we can make them uh, with the information we have at the time, um, and then update them as um, data and information change, um, that's that's all we can do. So I, I hope, the only thing that worries me is if I realize I don't have a plan for something happening, if if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Well, John, our podcast episodes are limited in time, but if listeners wanted to continue the conversation with you, how could they get in touch with you? Best way to reach me is to simply visit uh, my firm's website, verbatimfinancial.com. Um, there's a contact page there um, and be happy to speak further with anyone. Excellent. And we've been speaking with John Stoy, who is the founder and managing partner of Verbatim Financial. John, thank you for taking the time to be on today's West Fair Business Buzz. You're welcome, Phil. Thank you for inviting me. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Have yourselves a great week. Join us again for West Fair Business Buzz.